Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. about today. Can I tell you why? Because two is my lucky number. Okay, it's season two, episode two, Ghost. and we've got the rear tire changer from the number two. You gotta say two in German? Zwei. I don't even know if that's true. I think, <laughs> I think you're just making things up and seeing if I know. <laughs> Welcome to MRN Crew Call presented by Hercules Tires. We're so glad you're back with us um, and I'm super excited about today. Apparently, this is the only thing that I'm not excited about. I just have to get real with you. I've never been a fan of homework. Okay, I've just never been a fan of it. But I get in, and uh, somebody who calls me boss lady has given me homework. So I don't know what this is all about. But uh, apparently, we're going to discuss it over the show. And um, You'll see. Rocco? It'll all come. What, what homework are you talking about? Well, hey, they're, they're great talking points on what we're going to talk about today and who we're going to talk about. And the first one that deals with, um, here's your homework. Read number one, Sammy. Can I get a please? Control. Please, boss lady, read number <laughs> one. Control. We're going to be yes. talking about control. Okay, great. Okay. What so else? We're going to be talking about, read number two. Precision. I, I just asked for a please. <laughs> please. And number three, slaw. Coleslaw? We're going to say that, you know, because um, that's the most important word on the Coleslaw. Question. No. Just slaw. There's no coal in front of that. J. Coleslaw. <laughs> okay, so you were in Atlanta this week. Yes. Atlanta is near and dear to your heart, and we're going to get into a little story time in our next break. But um, some exciting things definitely happened in Atlanta, um, not only from a memory standpoint and kind of a, a bigger deal for the winner, which <laughs> we'll go over that as well, um, but also some serious changes in pit road and how that kind of affected each team. And, of course, I have my main intel, the Rocco, to uh, help us out with that. But, again, we do have Kyle Power, uh, the rear tire changer for the number two Miller Lite Ford. Uh, and he's going to be joining us in our third segment. So we want to make sure that you're staying tuned. And if you have any questions, you can always tweet us at AskMRN. I think that's it, right? Yes, AskMRN. All right. I just want to make sure. I've been blowing up their Twitter line. I just want to make sure I'm tweeting the right people. So what was big for you this weekend? Well, How lot, was it? Thanks, Sammy. A lot has happened in Atlanta. I mean, <laughs> you had the truck race. You had the truck race on Friday. Yeah. You had a double header on Saturday. You had the cup race um, on Sunday. And um, I don't think, I mean, NASCAR did a great job hosting those events. I saw uh, an abundance of families and kids at the track this weekend. Oh, I being that. that um, the ticket prices were, the price points on the tickets were awesome. And just the opportunity to see two races in one day, I really think it drove the crowd out and um, 
I was just really surprised to see all the family there. Out to see you. No, not to see me, but to see no, the races. No, you know what I mean. You know, hey, I, I'd go see me as well, but right, well. mainly mainly to see the races. And um, that was a lot of fun. You know, there was a lot of things that happened within the truck race between. Uh, uh, and you were working that as well. Yes, I was. For the 51 truck, um, that okay. same team, Kyle Bush, they had some issues of their own with uh, their pit mm. crew. And, um, you know, um, penalties were handed down. And that was exciting news for some, but not so exciting for others. But at the same time. Um, a lot went on in that race, and when you have a double header like that, the behind the scenes of that goes untold. That's you know? got to be so draining. Well, you think you're doing you because you said two Atlanta was kind day. of endurance, anyways, exactly. as far as like pit stops go. But to have that, and then to have a double header. Oh yes, it was well, a lot going on. A lot going a lot. on. A lot we can talk about, and um, I, I really feel like it was a, a very uh, eventful weekend. Okay, as a teaser going out. I want to know if you could describe the entire weekend, the doubleheader, the crowds, the problems, the good, the bad, the one ugly, word? in one word. Slow. Oh, my God. I should have seen that coming. <laughs> I really should have. It was definitely a slow weekend, but like I said, a uh, lot going on, a lot to talk about. Okay, good. And we've got story time, bringing it back to Rocco's younger days <laughs> a week ago. Um, <laughs> in our next break, but we'll be back with more from MRN Crew Call right after this. The Country 500 Music Festival is back at Daytona International Speedway with Toby Keith, Chris Stapleton, Dirk Bentley, Sugarland, Billy Currington, and so much more. Country 500 Memorial Day weekend, May 25th, 26th, and 27th. For tickets and information, visit country500.com. Sponsored in part by Budweiser. A new season is right around the corner, and NASCAR Today takes you along for the ride. It's off-season as for off the track, but not off the job. Every weekday, we'll bring you the stars and stories driving NASCAR as we race toward the Daytona 500 February 18th. We're focused in for sure on the Daytona 500. Get set for the green flag on the 2018 season with NASCAR Today right here every weekday. I don't know how we could top it other than doing it again and winning more races, right? Join MRN as we travel through the life of NASCAR's most popular driver, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes back to the Daytona International Speedway, leading the pack. I won races that I never thought I'd win. From growing up under the Earnhardt name to super speedway wins to Whiskey River, we dive into everything Dale Jr. He's brain man for NASCAR history. You know, we weren't the typical family that got to sit down to dinner together. Tune in to Junior's Journey, available on iTunes for download only on the Motor Racing Network. MRN Crew Call for English Press One. Hello, watch off to the pieces you've dropped by, love. We have more bits and bobs in stores. We chin wag with this lass and laddie. Here's Sammy Joe and Rocco. I love, I love that. Was it was Rocco. it Australian? It rolls off the tongue. Rocco. Oh, uh, like yeah, that. that's that's what rolls <laughs> off the tongue. Welcome back to MRN Crew Call, presented by Hercules Tires. I do love that because Rocco's Modern Life, I think he was a dingo, right? Yes, he was. So, no, he was a wallaby. <laughs> yes! Rocco's Okay, now listen here. I don't want to take it personally, but that's too hype thing. Ayo, Rocco, you're my boy. And now, and now Rocco's Modern Life. You have to earn it. I earned it. <laughs> you earned it? I earned it. With a T. I earned it. All right. Well, <laughs> let's get down to the business. Atlanta, Kevin Harvick dominated. Yes, he did. I, I don't think there was any question in that. And that brought up a lot of memories, 
uh, for a lot of people, but specifically for you. Oh, yes, it did. You know, um, Kevin Harvick, he really was the, um, the lick of the field. He did very well. But at the same time, um, as a crew member, there were certain drivers that um, you this were on a little, the screen? you shied away from. That's my grandmother on the screen. And right there you see Kevin Harvick. Uh, he's walking her up to the oh. victory lane after we won in Atlanta a few years ago at the High Sense 250. And uh, we won, and I was standing next to Kevin Harvick, and he said, is that your grandmother in the, car in the crowd? For some reason she stood out. But uh, she became an instant race fan ever since I got involved in the oh. sport. And um, he walked her down, actually, and um, brought her into victory lane, and she was able to take pictures. It was... Uh, it was awful because I really didn't have the highest regard for. Did you say it was awful or awesome? Kevin Harvick. I mean, that event was awesome. Oh, okay. But as a crew member and pitting cars, uh, Kevin was always known not to hold his tongue. You know, and when you made a oh. mistake, uh, he was very vocal, and um, I was a little apprehensive. That was the first time pitting for yeah. him. He was driving a Hendrick, uh, a Junior Motorsports car. Yeah. And um, you know, you're just a little apprehensive when you have one of those vocal drivers. Sure. And, you know, after that race, he really um, showed me a side of him where I became, he became uh, one of my favorite drivers after that. He really made my grandmother. How could day. he not? He yes. just became one of my favorites just exactly. for bringing your grandma up. That's just She talks about adorable. him all the time. But, um, you know, instant race they fan text. after that. But um, <laughs> that was an awesome experience. And just to see him dominate the way he did, um, that's just the way I remembered it when um, we were pitting for him. He, Flashbacks He for was you. a lick of the field. It was. I, I kept the tears out of my eyes a little bit. It was, it was, it was a bit surreal, but... Um, yeah, I have to, to let you in on a little secret if I could just uh, <laughs> come right here to my to my audience real quick. Guess who cries at movies? I'll give you a hint. It's not me. <laughs> he told me this on the phone. He's like, listen, I am emotional. Hey, I cry. Hey. And I just thought that was just the cutest little thing. It is what it is, Sammy. It's okay, <laughs> you know? Totally fine with it. I'm comfortable but, with it. All right, let's go back to modern time now. This past weekend, how was it out there? You said my homework is going to come up. Control. What about it? Well, it, it, the control comes in with the, the Paoli guns. You know, they're being mandated by NASCAR. The teams are so used to um, having every bit of control. The crew chiefs in particular, they're the ones yeah. who run the show. They decide who's on the team, who's hired, who's not, what type of guns we're using, how we practice. They control every aspect of how right. we race. So, therefore, when um, you're getting issued a gun and you're being made to use it, um, you're going to get some pushback, and you're, so you you're, lose some control. you're getting that control taken away from you. Mm. And so, therefore, the issues that they were having on pit road with uh, the malfunctions that they had, the, the mishaps they had, I don't really look at that as a big concern. I look at that more as a growing pain. Sure. Now, the issue that is going to come into play is down the line and how NASCAR, how Paoli, how these teams handle these issues down the line. You don't want to lose a race how you adjust. or not make the chase because of one of these guns. Right. I don't foresee that as, a, uh, as being an issue. I, right. think, I think NASCAR is doing very well to address the issue. They're not shying away from it. They addressed it, and they're looking into it, and they will fix it. There are just so many um, little different things that are involved with a pit stop that sure. you can't predict right. before well, going into a live situation. Well, that's part of the excitement. That is. So when we were discussing this on the phone, you said it's – it's a way of NASCAR kind of leveling the playing field because if you spend all of your money from your team into these guns, then you have the edge. So to, to not have it, you know, I would compare it to a different sport like a basketball, to not have it as a blowout game, you want to kind of level the playing field. Yeah. So I absolutely agree with that. I see oh, yeah. it from both directions, how the teams are frustrated because they're like, man, we had these and these were working so well. 
it yeah, is it's like it, a salary cap. Exactly. It brings the athletes back into it, and at the same time, and the fans, I think it does. You know, yeah. you don't um, you don't want to have an unfair advantage. You know, I mean, you do if you're the one on the receiving end of that. Of course, if <laughs> you've got the leg up, you're like, this is unfair. At the same time, these guys, these tire changers in particular, are such great athletes, as we'll sure. find out later on today. From and one of the Mark Martin had tweeted about that, and oh, I thought absolutely. that was so interesting because it was literally what we were saying last week about you know keeping in shape and these these guys that are the crew have to be in yep. peak physical condition because they are doing these 15 second stops which is mind-blowing to me it but takes me forever just to pump my gas but sam and keep in mind it's not just about being in peak in uh peak physical condition right. there are little intangibles that you have as a tire changer in particular since we're talking about tire changing that you can't prepare for in the gym like it's what it's kind of like you're born with. It. I mean, the hand-eye coordination. Oh, sure. The uh, the control of the gun. You right. know, when you're running the these, athletic ability. Yes, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> when you're running these air uh, these air guns at these pressures, you know, the balance is disturbed, and how you control that gun as far as right. the vibrations, how you're able to hit the gun precisely, which right. brings me to what does number two say? Precision. I'm getting Precision. I'm getting so good at this, guys. This whole reading thing. But that's those are the things that you can't really, um, you know, uh, manifest in the gym. You have those prior, right. and um, these changes are just remarkable athletes. I, and you know, they have the, those things that I feel like eventually they're going to get a hold of these guns, and they're going to find a way to um, to utilize them in a way that they will be effective. Right. And, this is just a uh, small hiccups right yeah, now. Yeah, you said learning curve. Yeah, that totally it, it, makes it's sense. It definitely is a learning curve. Uh, curve, and um, you know they're they're going to get a hold of it. Yeah, I definitely think so. I think it's it's going to be interesting to see who gets a hold of it. And and when I was at the track, first. I'm telling you the support that you have from uh, the the support team at Paoli and mm -hmm. just how attentive they are to the issues. There was a couple of we should have had a word of the day, and it would have been Paoli. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But, you know, there was a couple of times when they had issues. Yeah. They were right there as the issues. They were seeing what was happening. They were, what were the very issues? responsive. For those of us who were watching and, and couldn't see those up close. Well, during the cup race, the, a hose blew out, you know, on one of the cars. Um, I mean, completely exploded. And then there were some sockets that fell off, you know. And um, at the same time, these are issues that you kind of have to go through. It sucks that it happened for teams that were, were competing and um you know, but at least it's early on. For the win. Exactly. You know, it's not on. in the final race or in the chase. Exactly. So at least. But if you're one of those teams, you're oh, going right. to be a little upset. <laughs> Granted, I am you know, a super so. competitive person. So if it happened to me, <laughs> I would not be so forgiving and so nicely discussing the changes. <laughs> exactly. But I think it's a necessary evil as far as they're concerned. I as mean, as long as we stay on top of it and um, yeah, for sure, the same issues don't keep arising. Yes. Right. And don't arising. you think that. If they're right there during the race, they're definitely going to be right there in in discussing them post race and fixing those for future races. Yes, and that just shows you that they are monitoring it. They are getting feedback from the tire changers and uh, the teams and the pit coaches. So at the same time, uh, it's not just here's your gun. We're doing it our way. I feel like there is a lot of input going back and forth between the sanctioning body and the team owners and the coaches. So therefore, uh, a solution will is there uh, come about. With these new guns, is there a way to practice? Because when we spoke um, last week um, with our guest, he was saying he was in the middle of practice. Yes. And is there a way to incorporate these new guns and changes into your practice to kind of get a better adjustment for them? 
you can practice. You can practice all you want, Samuel, but you cannot simulate race day right. situations. You yeah. know, these guns are, um, you know, whether you, hold a machine. The, whether you hold the gun in your hand, whether you hit it on the ground, you know, repeatedly, you know, you might hit it just the right way that time or on a certain surface. Right. You know, you, that's why it's important for these guys, and that's why they feel compelled to do the other series as well, to get those live reps. I'm just learning so much. I'm going to take a minute and process all of this, <laughs> but we'll be back with more from MRN Crew Call right after this. Things happen fast in racing, and if you don't know where to look, you can miss it all. With Legend from Racing Electronics, you'll never miss another moment. Legend gives you live fan vision video, in-car cameras, and stats at NASCAR and other Premier Series events. And the next generation race scanner for unfiltered driver and crew audio at any motorsports event nationwide. NASCAR fans have never been closer to the action. Welcome to the future of the fan experience. Learn more by visiting racingelectronics.com. In order to maximize a vehicle's performance and efficiency, the proper adjustments need to be made based on the road ahead. That's true for both race car drivers on the track and for truck drivers hauling freight on the highway. But if your truck's equipped with a Detroit DT12 automated manual transmission with intelligent powertrain management, adjustments are made automatically based on GPS terrain mapping, maximizing performance and efficiency. Don't just want better business solutions, demand them. Learn more at DemandDetroit.com. So there's this major event about to happen in Southern California, and it's something you really have to see to believe. That's the Auto Club 400 race, the biggest single NASCAR event on the West Coast, and it's happening Sunday, March 18th at Auto Club Speedway in Fontana. Just a straight shot on the Metrolink. Hey, March 17th and 18th, do something different for a change. For tickets, visit autoclubspeedway.com or call 800-944-RACE. Thank you for listening to our program. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. If you don't, tell them we're NASCAR Live. You're being transferred back to Sammy Joe and Rocco. I did that the other day. I told them this was NASCAR Live. You did? <laughs> well, that that is not what I've been saying, but I do like what Susie's saying. Susie if you don't Q. like it, we're NASCAR Live. Susie Q. But if you do, welcome back to MRN Crew Call, brought to you by Hercules Tires. Okay, now we are joined with our special guest of the day. It is Kyle Power. He's the rear tire changer for the number two Miller Lite Ford. Kyle, how's it going? Good, Sammy. How are you today? I'm good. Oh, I'm just chopped meat over here? Chopped liver. That's right. <laughs> hey, Don't acknowledge Kyle. him. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, do you, do you know this, this crazy fool next to me? Uh, yes, I do. I, I think I've seen him around a few times. <laughs> Maybe a few times. All right. So yeah. he had just told me something over the break um, that you actually built the guns for your previous team. Is that right? Is that yes. what you said? Yeah. Yes, yes, I did. So how do you feel about this uh, this new gun issue? Um, well, you know, it's really not that bad. I mean, it, it puts the whole field on a level playing field now. And I guess you're really going to see the really talented guys kind of the cream will rise to the top. Yeah. I, I love that answer, one, because it's what I said earlier. <laughs> but also <Yeah. laughs> because it's so true. It, it really does bring the fans back into it to see who is going to rise to the occasion and, and adapt to the changes and go from there. Kyle, um, exactly. Kyle you know, um, the new gun – if you could compare the new gun to the guns you used previously, I mean, 
What are some of, besides, besides the specs, you know, of, uh, you know, the physical differences, what are some of the things that you have to do personally to adapt to the, uh, the new gun and the way it works and how it's operated? Um, really, the, the new gun kind of made all the changers slow down their pace a little bit. Um, as you know, the, the technology we had before, the guns were really fast and, and you could operate them at a high level. Uh, this newer equipment, you know, it just it's a little bit slower, which is not a bad thing. But you know, it just you have to slow the way your way of thinking down a little bit. And physically, from the the pit stop side of things, uh, it put a lot more demand on a couple of the other positions on a pit crew. And as far as the changer, it puts more demand on us as far as being more accurate with what we do. Can you elaborate a little bit more on when you say slower, you're not really talking about a slower piece, but are you more, are you leaning towards more of the process that's involved in removing the lug nuts and uh, putting the lug nuts on? Right, exactly, yeah. As, you know, like anything, the, the slower the RPM and something, you have to be more efficient with your movement. Exactly, and that's, and that's done mainly as a safety issue. I think what we're trying to are, or what we're trying to limit is the the amount of loose wheels that we're having and the mistakes and the made. So, you know, me personally, I'm not a tire changer, but I feel like that is a a, a good change. Um, I don't know how you feel about it. You know, I I do know that there are changers out there who really like the fact that they can go fast. But do you have opportunities to have speed with the slow RPMs and to uh, separate yourself from other tire changers on pit road? Uh, what was that last part? You kind of broke up there. I didn't hear you. Do you have an opportunity with the slower RPMs to separate yourself from other tire changers? Do you have an opportunity with this gun to be fast in some, some way? Uh, yeah, I really believe so. I mean, the, uh, the more comfortable we get with the equipment, uh, you'll see, you know, the, the more experienced tire changers, the guys that really grasp the change and put in the extra effort to do the work, I think you'll see those guys, you know, kind of rise up above some of these other guys that are out there um, it, it, it's like when i first got into the sport you know the the times of the pit stops that we're doing nowadays was fast back in that day and you know we've we all evolved throughout all the changes you know and it's just it's just funny how things come full circle sometimes <laughs> It's the evolution of NASCAR <laughs> for, for the yeah, pit crews. Yeah, exactly. It is. It, <laughs> I was going to, I to ask you. It's, a, it's an evolution. Yeah, we had a little bit discussed um, how it's not just necessarily being in peak physical condition for the crew. It's also some natural ability, being um, having that natural athletic ability. Um, how much do you think that plays into it, and, and are you a former athlete? Uh, what was that last part? Sorry, I think we got a bad connection. I have a hard time hearing you. I blame yeah. Rocco. I just want you to know. I blame Rocco. I said, are you a, a former athlete? Did you play other sports in school? Because right now, obviously, you're an athlete. But, I mean, coming from a different sport. And I was asking yeah. if you had a natural um, athletic ability. Yeah, before I get into auto racing, actually, I was uh, big into ski racing. Oh, wow. I kind of don't really want to date myself. But there's a guy that was really good. His name was Bodie Miller. You guys might have heard of him. Um, yep. And actually competed against each other quite a bit back in our earlier years. Uh, he kind of went the venture of going professional, and, and I kind of got more into auto racing. So the hand-eye coordination is, is huge for you. I mean, that's something yeah, that's natural for you, but then also works itself into NASCAR. 
Exactly. And I, I also played lacrosse in, in high school and into college. Oh, wow. So that, that kind of helped the stick and ball sports. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of the, the fast twitch muscle, if you're a sports guy, you kind of know what's going on there. Kyle, yeah. Kyle also participated in both races, the doubleheader. Oh, the wow. race yeah. and the, uh, the cup race. And I alluded to that earlier. It was, it was a busy day, a lot of pit stops, Kyle, and that turnover between that ex, uh, that, that, those two races was very short, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. How long was it? I mean, time-wise. Oh, he, what? After the, I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, 30 minutes after Victory Lane, uh, the next race started. Was that right? Yes, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, that is to, no time. What you guys? Yeah, everybody had to hustle. Yeah, I was going to say, did you get water in between and a cracker and go to, back? You had to change out yeah. pit boxes and change yep. uniforms and you so know. no time at all no downtime <laughs> and and that's where like all the preparation really comes in handy you kind of you have to look at the schedule beforehand and know what you're up against and prepare yourself for the weekend as far as you know it, uh, hydration and your nutrition and for it, sure. you know, pretty much it, everything encompasses that you have to I mean, you have to start looking at that stuff on tuesday and wednesday of that week mm-hmm. so it's not just we just don't just show up and race I mean, we're we're preparing for this every event a week in advance, at least. What does your preparation look like? Well, real quick before you answer that, are you an advocate for doing multiple um, races in a series, the Xfinity yes. and the truck? You are, yeah. and and it does benefit oh, yeah. you I, on um, Sunday, or what is your take on that? Uh, yeah, I, I love doing the the two days, you know, the Saturday Sundays or the dual events. I mean, I, I think the the few reps the few race reps you get in on a Saturday really prepares you mentally and physically for Sundays. Um, usually the Sundays, the first few stops on Sunday after doing a Saturday event just kind of goes smoother. It, it's almost like you did your walk through on Saturday and then your big games on Sunday. So what is your preparation? Like you personally, what is your preparation look like going into the week, knowing it's going to be a long weekend? Uh, yeah, you just uh, you look at the weather, uh, you try to pack accordingly, um, and really it, it starts for me on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday morning with our first practice of the week. You know, we got practice, and then doing the two events, I actually have to have to practice with two different teams. Oh wow! So on Tuesday, I'll do a practice at about eight o'clock in the morning, then I'll take a break, get a quick workout in, and then do another practice with our Sunday team in the afternoon, later that morning, about two hours later. Wow. And then I I do that two days a week, and then usually, you know, fortunate enough working for a company like Team Penske, uh, they give me the Thursday and Friday off to to do my things at home that I need to get done before and to the race weekend, prepare. so I can yeah mentally prepare and you know just have a clear mind going into the weekend, not not having anything left over at home that you're worried about while you're at the racetrack. For sure. Well, Kyle, thank you so much for joining us. We do appreciate it. You can follow him on Twitter at his Twitter handle, which is Mr. K Pow, which I love. It sounds like a superhero. (laughs) He is a superhero. Best rear tire changer in NASCAR. Oh my gosh. You know, I hear this every week, but I I will be rooting for you in Vegas. He he probably said the same thing about Chad last week. You're the best, Kyle. (laughs) You're the best. Thanks again, Kyle. We'll be back with more MRN crew call right after this. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. 
To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Mayhem, a state of havoc, pandemonium, bedlam, or madness. The Keselowski tangle. Kurt Busch slams the inside wall. Then he goes up the racetrack, and here comes Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch, oh, Elliott spin. Mayhem, what happens at Martinsville. Tickets are on sale now for the STP 500 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race on March 25th. Call 877-RACE-TIX or visit martinsvillespeedway.com to purchase yours. Martinsville Speedway, the half mile of mayhem. A new season is here, and NASCAR Today takes you along for the ride every weekday. Everything that I've been working on for the last 16 years, just bring that. We'll bring you the veterans and the up-and-coming stars as they battle it out on the track and behind the scenes. All these punk kids are all, follow them on Instagram. I just had to shut them off. NASCAR Today, no hidden costs, no assembly required, and cleanup is easy. I'm Ricky Stenhouse, Jr. Listen to NASCAR Today right here. You've reached the fantasy hotline. This is candy. What flavor? Oh, that's the other job. Oh, um, you've reached MRN Crew Call. Here's Sammy Joe and Rocco. I don't think many people would mind that that voice either. I'll give you a flavor. It's honey brown. Caramel delight. That one makes me nauseous. (laughs) Coincidence? (laughs) All right. Well, welcome back to MRN Crew Call. We are wrapping up. Episode two of season two of our MRN crew call. And look, I've I've done a lot of homework throughout. I've talked about control. I mean, we briefly talked about precision, but can I get some spark notes so I can pass this exam? Well, I think you passed and you know. Okay. <laughs> and, and you know, and just in hindsight, you know, after leaving Atlanta, the takeaways that you're gonna have is that uh, there are gonna be issues on pit road. The pit sure. the paler gun, there's a learning curve with that. I right. don't I don't feel it's an issue now. Yeah, I, I believe it's getting. You uh, don't think it's going to be an issue? Well, as long as it continues getting the necessary attention that it's getting okay. to make sure that it doesn't prevent a team from losing a race or, you know, making the playoffs. Right. So I don't really foresee that. It's if only it's the, the second sole race. Cause. But you have to remember, it's not just about giving a tire changer a gun to slow it down. The the long term vision of this gun is to implement um, officiating possibilities with okay. monitoring air pressures that. Those this, those things haven't been precision. Imp- that's precision. Uh-huh. It hasn't been implemented yet. But long term vision of this gun is more than just slowing it down. There's a lot of safety issues that are in the long term goal is yet to be seen, as well as, um, you know, the issue with the pit crew guys in the truck. Yep. You know, they were suspended with the truck series and not uh, mm. the jack man, the crew chief and the tire changer for three races. And uh, I'm glad personally that it's just in the truck series. These guys. Uh, right like Kyle alluded to, you know, that it's so important for them to do the multiple series. It's not about the money. It's not a, it's more of just the fact that you get these race reps, these valuable race reps. The experience. That you, you can't simulate that at practice. Sure. So that's very valuable. I'm glad they'll still be able to perform their job on Sundays. Yeah. And, um, you know, we also found But they've the also secret. learned their lesson from it as well. There's, there's a learning curve with it as well as, you know, they're still going to be able to participate in one series. That's what? not all we learned over this weekend. Oh. Well, excuse we, me. We also learned after looking at pit stops and um, extensive breaking down that the secret to the sub 15, 14 second pit stop. We found the secret. What's Well, let well, us in. I know the secret and um, we will be exposing that secret next week. Oh. Read number three. Wow. It, it involves a particular jack man. So wait, wait. On, are you ready for this? On episode three, we're going to reveal the secret 
which is, is also my homework number three. <laughs> you see what we're doing here? We're creating a trend. I'm so excited. Vegas is next week. Yeah. It's really going to be a test to see how these guns work out. You're going to be there. Yeah. I'm going to be in South Africa next week, so you'll have a fill-in, but I'll miss you. We'll see you next week on MRN Crew Call.